You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Aaron Judge has an expiring contract, and Aroldis Chapman has an expiring contract, and he's not playing. <laughs> he's not. He's not playing, performing at his best right now. He's allowed an earned run in all four of his last four appearances. He, you know, he wasn't eligible. I mean, he, of course, he could have been used, but he had a pretty high pitch count the day before, so he probably wasn't eligible off the bullpen in Wednesday night's win. So we got a look at clay Holmes for another two innings. And all he did was allow one hit over two innings and just continues to, to dominate. And it's beginning to raise the question of who the Yankees closer should be moving forward. And I thought that was something we, we should talk about. And it's Yankees are again, best team in baseball right now. It's hard to kind of uh, find things to debate when things are going so well, but Chapman, this is the you know, second, third season in a row when he's not only showing a downtick in his fastball velocity, but showing a significant downtick in just his overall control. I mean, he's always had these sporadic instances where he struggles to find the plate, but he's walking nearly five batters per nine innings over the last three years. That number's closer to six this year. So at 34 years old, that velocity is only going to get lower. That fastball is going to become more and more human. So Sean, at what point do the Yankees start to ponder maybe making a change in the back of their bullpen? I think uh, you've kind of seen them start to ponder that change because, you know, like they, they went with Holmes the other night. They've, they've shot, they've said they're going to use him in situations other than the ninth inning. They, they talked about that. Um, and you just, I, you know what, his numbers are actually better than he's been for as bad as he's been lately. I, I think his overall season, every, every save is a, is a heart attack for, for fans. And he, he doesn't make it easy. The control is a problem. The velocity isn't even as big of a problem. He, he walks himself into trouble and, you know, we've saw him walk in a run to lose a game, which was just a horrible decision, but whatever. Um, by horrible decision by Boone that is, but you know, I I just, I can't, you know, I I can't feel comfortable with him in the ninth inning, especially when you have other options out there that, that are better in in a player like Holmes or, you know, even, even King or, you know, the wise good, if they get him going again, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of good options out there. And I, I think, you know, I know he hasn't been good, but you know, we lost green today. I think probably to Tommy John forearm never sounds good but we'll see. Um, so we lose another option. So we're going to need Chapman to step up regardless of when he's pitching. Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned green had to come out of the game today. As we record on, on a Thursday, he left the game. He left Thursday's series finale. He let, gave up a single to Rugnet Odor. And then a couple of pitches later had to come out, said it was forearm discomfort. Anytime you hear forearm, you immediately think UCL and Tommy John, which would, be a huge bummer green has never been the dominant bullpen arm he was in 2017 and 18 but 
it was still good to have a shutdown inning every now and then, although also just equally as good to have um, a meltdown inning. So we'll, like you said, Loisaga needs to get back to his 2021 form. Um, and if, if green doesn't show up, Chapman's going to have to get back to his form you know, the, with the velocity. He last year, his velocity was noticeably down at the beginning of the year and it started to, started to get back towards his career norm a little more as the season wore along, but still right now he's averaging a fastball below 97 miles an hour. And it's helping, it's helping hitters to sit on his, his slider more because he's using the slider a lot more because he's not going to his fastball a lot more. Now his slider has a hard hit rate of almost 50% this year. And it's kind of like hitters are sitting on it. Like Altuve was sitting on it in the 2019 ALCS. So why are you bringing that up? (laughs) So you see, you see those numbers and, you just can't help but think about Clay Holmes, who's allowing half the amount of base runners as Chapman this year. He is Zach Britton 2.0 in a way. He has an 83% ground ball rate. And honestly, with that kind of ground ball rate and the improved infield defense behind him now with Kiner Falefa and also DJ LeMay, who's played an unbelievable third base, even when Donaldson isn't in the game. He made another great play today. He's been really good at third. You have Rizzo at first, obviously a huge improvement over Luke Voigt defensively. Torres has been way better at second. So you can get those ground balls into, into double plays and that's big and late and close games. So I'm starting to like the idea of Holmes in the ninth inning. Like you said, they, the Yankees still need Chapman somewhere, but maybe that's in a situation in a seventh or eighth inning when there's a couple lefties coming up in, in the opposing order, who knows, but I, I've never, I've never really felt like there needs to be a set closer, but Holmes certainly looks at least, Holmes is at least somebody who, if they come into the game, I'm going to feel a lot more, at ease about because as soon as Chapman comes into a game, I start sweating like he does <laughs> on the mound. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is, is he even the, the lefty you want facing lefties? Like Wandy's been nasty again, man. Like Wandy Peralta is awesome. And then, you know, you have these options King and Schmidt and it's just like, they're so deep and they get a little bit shallower without green, but you know, you just get one of them. Why is good Chapman going? And it's, it's going to be really, really nice. And and you mentioned how Chapman might not even be the top top candidate when it comes to shutting down lefties. I mean, Clay Holmes has been just as dominant against lefties too because he's got that that slider now to complement his power sinker. He said, uh, I think it was last year. He said he was learning from Blake Trinan trying to develop a slider, and it's a absolutely nasty pitch now, especially when you pair it with that sinker. And uh, Michael King is another one with a nasty slider, so the Yankees have righty arms in the bullpen that can get lefties out. So Chapman isn't the clear cut obvious answer. If there's a couple lefties coming up in the order, obviously the Yankees are going to stick with him and, and, you know, you, you hope he can settle back in. We saw this, we saw this last year. I mean, Chapman got off to a historically dominant start to the season through the first two months and then went through that period of, you know, what was it like, eight innings or something where he walked like 12 people and just completely lost the play. And he settled back down after that. But I don't know. Every time he goes through one of these, I get nervous that it's going to be more and more prolonged each time. But uh, you know, that's again with Chapman, it's, it's, it's a nitpick because overall the Yankees pitching staff has been dominant. I, I can't believe we've gone this far into the podcast so far without talking about Nestor Cortez, who is one of the league leaders in ERA. We're seeing him at the stadium tomorrow night. 
he uh, got that cutter from CC Sabathia and hasn't looked back. He's, I mean, he's a joy to watch. I mean, in a, in a league that's dominated by high velocity and, and sharp movement, it's been so much fun to watch Cortez up there with his 92 mile an hour fastball and his, you know, funky delivery deception, changing the timing of his delivery, changing his arm slots and just being a lot more, I don't know, cerebral, I guess you can say on the mound. I, Cortez is my favorite pitcher in the league to watch right now. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of like older David Cohn, just very inventive, but you know, doing it from, from, from the opposite side. And it, it's a ton of, like, like you said, it's just a ton of fun to watch the timing, watch the arm angles, watch, you know, pretty much all of that and not really understand like, Hey, how hasn't anybody figured this out yet? But they're not. And this is two consistent years in a row. And the dude's got a 0.85 whip. Like dude, that's, that's absolutely, you know, incredible. He's given up only, only three home runs and in 40 innings pitched. You know, he's only walked uh, 11 batters. He's, he's been, been incredible. And 49 Ks, only two behind Garrett Cole. But that, and, that he's, and he started is, one less game. That part is, is mind-boggling to me. And we know Cole had a, a rough start and had a couple early hooks, but obviously he's back to himself now. His last six starts have been dominant. He's looking like the Cole that the Yankees signed for – 324 million. But like you said, I mean, with just how different they are in, ter- in terms of velocity and just style and the fact that they're neck and neck in the strikeout department, I think is fantastic. And just one of the best things about baseball is that you can have these two completely different guys find similar levels of success in, in such different ways. It's so much fun to have them in the same rotation. Absolutely. And you know, Cole and, and Cortez have been been great, especially, you know, Cortez and then Cole lately. But i am also been, you know, you, Montgomery and Tyone have been great, too. I mean, just for, for who they are, they've been really good. And I've been just so happy to watch Seve. I mean, I know he's, you know, I, I know he's got pretty much the highest ERA out of the bunch, but he, he really battles, you know, to, to stay in a couple starts ago and, and wind up kept keeping them in the game. And that's the game where judge hits the, the walk-off home run. So he's really showed something here. He's, he's already up to 34 innings pitched and uh, you know, a three, six, three ERA is, is super respectable. And um, I think he'll only get stronger and, and better as the season goes on. And it's just great. Every time he lets out a roar and a fist pump or whatnot to, to see him out there again, that makes me super happy because he's, I think he's one of both of our guys. We really pull for Seve. Oh, absolutely. And not to, uh, not to bring the mood down, but before we talk to Sweeney, let's talk a little bit about Aaron Hicks. Cause he was over four today, uh, two strikeouts. He's four for his last 46. His power has completely disappeared. He's slugging 247 on the season, which is un, unheard of. I mean, he is, he is in a bad way right now. So I, you know, what do you, what do you do about Hicks? He, he, 
I think he told Meredith Morakovic that he felt like he was chasing results. I feel like that is certainly glaring when you watch him. I mean, you saw some of the huge hacks he took the strikeout to, uh, to Lopez today on that curveball. I mean, he almost swung out of his shoes. Like it seems like he's really pressing at the plate right now. And just what, what do you think? What do you think happens with Hicks? I don't know. And he really looked lackadaisical on that sack fly today too. I, I think Maven called him out for it. If, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know what, do you give Florial a look? He's tearing it up in triple a. I mean, the, the, I know he has holes, but he's never been given like a legitimate shot. And how much worse could it be right now than, than what Hicks, Hicks is just giving you non-competitive at bats. And even when he is making contact, his barrels per plate appearance are like 0.8. So so I guess the argument I would make is that I feel like Hicks is still in a way putting together some competitive at bats. He's always been among the league leaders in, in working full counts. He's been that way since 2018 and he still has, he's still in the 98th percentile in the league and walk rate, which is crazy to think about given how Bailey he struggled. He's, he's in the 98th percentile in walk rate, but in the ninth percentile in hard hit rate. So he's just not making contact, but it's such, it's such a bizarre situation because it seems like he's kind of seeing the ball well and working the count but then he just can't finish he's had 24 plate appearances this season where he's worked a full count he has zero hits in those plate appearances he has another 18 where it was a three and one count and has one hit so it's 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 like he's still working the count he's still seeing the ball he's just he's just not making contact right now and you uh you mentioned cameron maben he i think it was him and paul o'neill who brought up his big leg kick and how they think it's, he's trying to generate a little too much from that leg kick. And there's a little too much movement in his stance right now, which is obviously a telling sign that someone might be pressing, but I, I just find Hicks to be fascinating right now. Cause he's still working counts. He still has an OBP of around three forty. Like he's still working his walks, but he just cannot make contact when it comes time to finish off in that bat. It's, it's bizarre. Especially when there's runners in scoring position. Oh my God. Have you ever heard of a player with the bases loaded to have a batting average below the Mendoza line? That's, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Maybe, maybe Mendoza. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Hicks is uh, putting up pitcher pitchers in the box type numbers, even though there's a universal DH now. Yeah. I, 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 I'm worried. And it's, it's frustrating because you saw in 2018, what he could do. You could saw when he came back in the playoffs in 2019, what he could do. And he just has not put it together since getting that contract extension. Yeah. It's, you know, a lot of people bring up his contract because of, you know, the people see the seven years and 70 million. It sounds like a lot, honestly, a 10 million AAV is not that much. Obviously, obviously you would hope to get more production out of uh, someone making 10 million a year than, than right now. But again, it still seems like he's seeing the ball pretty well in terms of the counts he's working. Hopefully there just needs to be a a minor tweak to where he can start generating some more power because that has completely disappeared. But we, uh, We'll see what happens.